You're listening to a podcast of Spurious Morality. Welcome to another episode of a podcast of Spurious Morality. Uh, this week I am joined by Mansoor uh, and Connor. Hello again. Hello. Um, and uh, we're mainly going to be talking about the War Doctor. Uh, so, spoiler warning, uh, we're going to be talking about the War Doctor stuff at Big Finish. We'll be talking about uh, Name of the Doctor and Day of the Doctor. Uh, and we'll be talking about the latest set, The War Doctor Begins Battlegrounds, uh, but we will be doing that towards the end, so we'll give you a little warning, so don't worry, you're not going to be spoiled on that recent release earlier on this episode, and you will be fairly warned beforehand. Um, so, before we go with The War Doctor, though, uh, we've had a bit of news recently, uh, not only have we found out that Shutigatwa is going to be the new Doctor, we've also been told that David Tennant and Catherine Tate are returning to Telly Doctor Who. It's particularly exciting. Um, so Mansell, what are your kind of thoughts and feelings on it? Uh, I think, like Holly said on the the last episode, excited but also slightly nervous, and you know, um, but also trusting that. That like and I, I'm also I, I'm pretty sure they're going to do something interesting with it more than just like a missing episode. The fact that Russell T Davis has said, "Is it going to be this or is it going to be this or is it going to be this?" tells me he's going to go for an interesting option out of those lists. So, like, because I think he listed off like, "Is it going to be a missing episode or a dream or a flashback?" And yeah, I think it'll be the framing device or way that those actors come back will be something fresh something interesting yeah it's definitely been sort of left nicely up in the air really as to you know what it's going to be and what the uh the plan around it is uh connor what are your thoughts well i'm, I'm ridiculously excited because it's david tennant i grew up watching doctor who with david tennant and and catherine tate as well and it's so exciting to see them coming back i think taking my fan head off i i can sort of i can see why some people might be a bit apprehensive about it because we've gone from the first female doctor to uh casting shudi gatwa who i'm sure is going to be amazing but part of me really wanted another woman in the role um and now to add on bringing back david tennant in the role or bringing back david tennant as the doctor and catherine tate feels like deliberately going back to the golden age um which I kind of wish they had done something or they were going for something completely new. 
But as Mansour has just said, um, Russell has put out that list of things. We're hopefully going to get one of the more interesting options out of it. Um, not that I'd be disappointed with a missing episode sort of or a missing story sort of approach. But yes, excited with one or two just more apprehensive feelings. And understandably so, I think. Um, it's, I mean, it is for the 60th anniversary year. Um, we're sort of assuming it's the special, but there are rumours that it could be something different, which is something we'll sort of touch on in a future episode. But um, there is sort of that Doctor Who tradition of bringing back past past cast to celebrate an anniversary uh tenant himself did it with day of the doctor which we'll be talking about a little bit more later on um and even companions have come back for you know these special stories the five doctors was you know it's full of them wasn't it um it, it doesn't feel like we're looking at another five doctors here though it does feel as though it's going to be something special and like you say the fact that it's very much zeroed in on david tennant and Catherine tate it just suggests that, yeah, something different and special is afoot. And I think that's going to be sort of quite exciting. Something I really hoped that they were going to do was whenever I'd heard the rumours that David Tennant was going to come back and Catherine Tate was going to come back, something I'd hoped they would do would be maybe like a series of, of hour-long specials throughout the year with, with different Doctors. Like you could have had one with Joe Martin, one with Paul McGann, one with David Tennant, and then the big one in, in November with, with Shudi Gatwa. Um, and you could have had maybe a, a story running between them that you have one... Uh, villain or something or a threat returning throughout the Doctor's life in all their different incarnations um, but I'm good if it's all all David Tennant as well I mean I, I quite like that, that's sort of similar to what Big Finish did with uh, Legacy of Time amongst a couple of others um, sort of that running story through um, a few different episodes that kind of all culminates in something that's quite big and epic and very, very sort of overly fan-pleasing. Um, yeah, it would be an amazing approach. Whether that's what they'll go with or not does remain to be seen. But uh, yeah, we'll find out. Um, well, as I've already mentioned, it's not the only time that David Tennant has returned to Doctor Who since leaving. Not only have we had some great stuff from Big Finish, he did come back for Day of the Doctor. Uh, which is obviously something that we're going to talk about uh, now. So, Day of the Doctor, it, it still feels as though it was very recent. It, it sort of still strikes me as a new Doctor Who episode, a recent Doctor Who episode, when actually, at this point, we've had nearly two entire eras um, since it happened. Um, but at the time... Um, what did you think of Day of the Doctor? Uh, let's go with Mansour first. Yeah, so Day of the Doctor, I really liked it. And it's amazing what's come out since then about how much turmoil there was behind the scenes. And I, I think how how stressed Stephen Moffat seems in terms of um, actually bringing it all together. Uh, yeah, all the stuff about trying to get Eccleston and the BBC not really wanting any past doctors besides Tennant. Um, yeah, 
and it somehow it comes together. And I think it's it's basically a Doctor Who movie, like right down to you know changing up the titles and um, and being broadcast live in the cinema originally when it when it came out. Um, I think it's the closest we got to a Doctor Who cinematic film, like even more so than the the TV movie, uh, which felt feels. Which I like, but feels very much like a '90s TV pilot to me. That, which obviously is precisely um, what it was. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I know what you mean. It, it, it was, it was big and special and different. And considering that, you know, we I was about to say at the time we still do. We get a Doctor Who special every single year, and mm. immediately within the first five minutes, you can tell that Day of the Doctor is beyond that it's it's more special than the specials um yeah. connor what are your sort of thoughts around day of the doctor uh well i i, I can't believe that it's nearly 10 years since it it's went scary, out isn't it? <laughs> it's coming up i think it'll be nine years this year and i i i refuse to believe it, it it's it, it was yesterday <laughs> but um i think it was probably the best 50th anniversary that we could have hoped for uh, we get plenty of, you know, the sort of the obligatory fan service, not just in Day of the Doctor, but in Name of the Doctor as well. Um, and I watched them both today um, in preparation for this. Um, and it's, it, it is, it's really good to see um, the old Doctors at the very start of Name and, and throughout that episode. And it's really good to see them at the end of day as well. But I think it's also quite forward-looking and it sort of serves to change the direction of Doctor Who at that point in time and move it sort of move it out of the shadow of the time war which when you look back on it you know it felt like such a big part of doctor who's mythology at the time you know russell had obviously set it up uh to give the series a bit more dramatic weight i suppose but it's it's strange that even in 2011 this story arc still going on and you're getting stuff like the doctor's wife where he's he's going looking for time lords and finding that they've escaped the time war only to be murdered you know, Day of the Doctor comes along then and changes all that, that Gallifrey has survived. We can move forward out of that and into something new. And I think the effects of it are still being felt two or three series later, sort of throughout Peter Capaldi's time as the Doctor. It serves uh, to open, or sort of, sort of, it paves the way for the Master to come back in the form of Missy. Um, Heaven Sent and Hell Bent tie into it a bit. We see Rassilon again, we see the General. Um... So I, I really like that that aspect of it, that it wasn't just looking to the past and honouring what had come before, but it was setting up a new direction for the show and a new a new a new path for the future, I suppose. Yeah, it's it's interesting really, because you could argue that um the three doctors and the five doctors do the same, and in both cases it's perhaps not it's not sort of taken forward as well as you might expect. The three Doctors, uh, the Doctor's exile at the end is lifted and all of a sudden he's able to travel through time and space again and he still spends a good chunk of the next three seasons hanging around Earth with Unit and that kind of thing. Uh, the Five Doctors makes the Doctor the president of Gallifrey and uh, a Big Finish have picked that up sort of later on uh, with time in office but in the series that happens it's sort of quite a big ending to the 20th anniversary and then all of a sudden uh, no we're just going to completely ignore it and then at trial of a time lord oh no we, we deposed you we we kind of got rid of you um 
but it, it felt like they were sort of big setups for the future. They were looking forward, and I don't think the teams at the time kind of grabbed them in the same way that Moffat grabbed the opportunities that he set up for himself uh, in Day of the Doctor. And, you know, as you said, we did have, you know, Missy as a result of the events of Day, and we went on for the uh, Heaven Sent and Hellbent stuff. I mean, I loved Hellbent. I just thought it was great to have another proper Gallifrey story. Yeah, yeah, Hellbent was good, uh, with all the sort of Western stuff with the music and um, and the Doctor coming out of that shack at the start. But the just incidentally, with the, f- the five Doctors set up at the end, I I never read that as like a new direction for the future. It felt more like a bit of a, well, a bit of a sort of gag at the end, but also a, a kind of, well, the Fifth Doctor has that line, doesn't he, that it's kind of just a reboot of this oh, is yeah. how the whole story started. He chooses to run away from it. He chooses to, but it it does sort of alter the sort of basic premise of the show. Um, he'd been through the you know we're exiles, wanderers in time, yeah, uh, yeah. and then that changed in the war games, um, and then after the exile of the three doctors, it very much became time lords tolerate the doctor knocking about doing what he wants to do, and every now and again, they'll drop a Genesis of the Daleks or Brain of Morbius on him. And he'll have to just do something to yeah. keep him happy. But sort of, there could have been a huge potential change there with, well, he's our president, but he's on the run and he's breaking all of our laws. Um, it could have just altered that dynamic slightly. Like I say, the next time we see the Time Laws, they're slapping him on trial and it's, he's, he's waved away with one line. Um, yeah. You know, which is fine. It works. It's, you know, classic series and internal continuity. It's not the strongest. It's a miracle that we got that line that kind of hand waves it. But, um, yeah, maybe there could have been something there just by slightly altering his relationship with the Time Lords. Um, yeah. Um, it would have been interesting. I, I guess it's it's like tv at the time though isn't it maybe worth looking at it through a lens of tv today where you have arcs that carry on and you definitely get that in the new doctor who series from 2005 onwards um but the old show was made in a very different era yeah then what we have now um and what they, the doctor hugely contributed to was this sense that it is this vast ongoing story Um, and there are are certainly more more characters out there now for us to potentially return to at some point we've got the Paternoster gang we've got uh, Kate Stewart in charge of unit we've got uh, Riversong we've got Vinda Uh, just all of these all of these figures that make the universe feel a bit bigger and can return as part of the ongoing narrative at any point. Um, but of course, we're we're really here to talk about the War Doctor um, and his his sort of introduction at the end of Name of the Doctor. You know, introducing John Hurt as the Doctor, which led into Day of the Doctor. Um, at the time when you know, we got those first pictures of John Hurt on set and he was dressed very doctory. What were your initial thoughts? Did you sort of immediately believe, oh, this is a missing incarnation of the Doctor we've never 
known about before, or did you think it was something else? Uh, you go first, Mansell. Uh, I'm trying to think about. You mean like when there was the reveal and then the photos and things? Well, it, right? it was it was before the reveal when they were filming um, the day of the Doctor. We we got some photos of John Hurt on set, sort of looking quite doctory, you know, in his costume and immediately everyone looked and went, oh, he looks a bit like a doctor, what's going on? Uh, I might, I'm trying to think back, I might have been unspoiled, I might have Ooh. I might have yeah, just seen him in the reveal at the end of um, Name of the Doctor Ah, fair enough, what about you Connor, did you see those pictures before? Uh, no, I didn't, I had no idea and the first I knew that John Hurt was the Doctor was when he, he turned around at the end of, of Name <laughs> Um, oh, brilliant! Which was was unsettling. I don't think I was happy. I don't think I was like, oh my goodness. I I, I don't think I had any idea who John Hurt was. Um, so it was a wee bit unsettling to turn around and have this this, this new person in then as the Doctor. And I was wondering, is he going to be the new one? Because um, I think we knew Matt Smith was going to leave at this point, uh, but I don't think we knew Peter Capaldi was taking over. So I I thought this was the twelfth Doctor. Uh, I, I think um, which made no sense because the 11th Doctor was talking about knowing him already, it was obviously one from the past but um, yeah it was unsettling but um, I think we were incredibly lucky to have John Hurt come in and play the Doctor uh, just for that short time that we had him on screen that is, um, in a way I think it's a shame that he played that version of the Doctor because while he's brilliant at the time war angst and the the more downtrodden weight of the world weight of the universe on his shoulders he's so amazing when he's doing the more upbeat wisecracking doctor you know that 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 scene in the forest where they're all surrounded and it's this has all the makings of your lucky day that's i i love that and i wish all i almost wish that he had been able to play a more conventional unburdened version of the doctor because he's so good at it um, but I'm I'm really really glad, and I'm, I I love that we got him as the War Doctor, and he fits perfectly into the lineup as well. He's a really good combination of the classic and the new, sort of to bridge the gap between them. And he he sort of instantly effortlessly crafted his own incarnation. It's one thing I find with a lot of Doctors is the way they play the role or the way the actors play the role during the first season it can be a bit sort of ropey and it can be a bit rough around the edges and uh, because obviously they're getting to grips with the character they're still figuring out who their doctor is and you know the David Tennant of series two is very different to the David Tennant of uh, series four uh, same with Matt Smith in ten and uh, not series ten good grief uh, series five and uh, Series 7. Um, and certainly Capaldi as well over his run, his, his character completely changed. Um, I mean, sometimes that's by design, though. Isn't it? I, I feel like oh, Capaldi yeah, was like... Capaldi was almost doing the arc that Colin Baker wanted to do, like just really yeah, softening. Start off, start off grumpy, but then soften over the, Yeah. <laughs> in his words, the many, many years that he would play the character. <laughs> um, but it's you know that there are certain decisions that the actors made that have sort of changed their incarnation a bit mm. so 
the character you've seen in their second season is different to the first, that sort of thing. Um, John Hurt had, it was barely 90 minutes. In fact, it was less than 90 minutes. He doesn't come into the episode for quite a little while. Um, and absolutely nailed it straight away, perfectly. Um, which is sort of a true testament to how fantastic an actor he was. Was um, he cast cast very late as well? Like, I seem to remember him being cast like at very short notice and fitted for his costume and, and that being was on it. Set. He was in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've um, heard that. I've, I've heard him tell, or the way he told it, I think was he was phoned on the Friday um, and told, asked, "Do you want to be in Doctor Who?" He said yes, and he was on set on the Monday. I think was the way he described it. I'm sure it wasn't as fast as that, but it, 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 yeah, I think you're right. Well, it's when you consider the sort of production uh, obstacles that they had to face that Mansell mentioned earlier. Um, it, it's believable, isn't it? Mm. Especially when you consider that you know we know now Eccleston and Moffat at least had a talk about the Ninth Doctor coming back and sort of playing that role it's fairly safe to assume that when that fell apart, the War Doctor was sort of created, which probably was short notice. But just on that, to, like the behind the scenes stuff, like I'm sure I've heard this is directly from Stephen Moffat in interviews that at one point he didn't even know if he would have Matt Smith and he was writing a special that was just Clara as the lead and he didn't even know if he'd have any Doctors. Yes, um, I've I've heard that before as well. Matt Smith was sort of out of contract. He'd done his three series, yeah. and they weren't sure whether they'd be able to get him back for the special and, of course, time of the Doctor as well. Uh, thankfully, they did. No, I was just going to say it would be quite cool if that was something Big Finish picked up for the Lost Stories range someday. <laughs> uh, the original version of Day of the Doctor with like three or four big-name guest stars playing parallel, alternate versions of the Doctor. Well, well they've got Christopher Eccleston now. They could they could do a, a, a version with nine. Uh, that's a good point, actually. Um, but knowing Big Finish, they'd probably put Colin Baker in it. <laughs> um, no, we, we, said we, that, we say that as if, as if it's a bad thing. Well, you know what, I, I, I love Colin Baker and I love the fact that Colin Baker's still so enthusiastic about a show that really, really let him down sort of at the time. Uh, and he's still he's still doing all sorts with Big Finish and he's still doing alterna alternative takes of his Doctor and he's, yeah, he's really brilliantly stuck into it. So no, I'm a big fan of all the Colin we get. It's great. Keep going, Colin. He seems the most invested in the character like he wrote a comic book i think as as well like quite quite a while back like yeah yeah he seems to he seems to be the one like they all i'm sure care about their work but he seems to be the one who cares the most about his role as the doctor yeah i think it sort of i get the impression that the way his doctor's been reevaluated i mean i know it's been a long time since big finish first got up and running and kind of that's when the re-evaluation re of Six started, but I think he sort of, he really appreciates the fact that a lot of fans have come to love him because of the work he's done at Big Finish and the way he's been able to develop the character in a way that he never got to on TV. Um, so we will move on to our next little bit then because um, 
John Hurt was absolutely fantastic in Day of the Doctor, as we've said, and he he came back and did more at Big Finish. Did any of us see that coming? Did any of us ever expect we'd get more War Doctor played by John Hurt at Big Finish? No, and he was the first one as well from the new series to sign up. I checked earlier, his was 2015. David Tennant came on board in 2016. So oh, wow. he he was the very first of the new the new lot to come on and, and come to Big Finish. Um, and it's, you know, we got four sets from him before he very sadly passed away. Um, but it, it was fantastic and it was surreal. And as you say, it was... Not only was it new Doctor Who at Big Finish, but it was it was very new territory. It was very new ground. I think one of the saddest things is that he didn't cross over, or didn't cross over enough with Derek Jacobi, because whatever continuity issues there are, you know there would have been box sets with the two of them, um, in or a series of box sets with <laughs> with both of them in at some point. Yeah, no, I suppose we've. We've got to see what could have been with um, the War Doctor meeting uh, the Eighth Doctor a couple of times. Mm. But uh, yeah, I agree with you. It would have been great if we'd have got to, you know, get the Master involved and you know other things that have popped up in uh, War Doctor releases as well. I mean, he got to meet he got to meet the Daleks, obviously Time War, um, but they did a Sontaran story, didn't they? Yeah, he didn't meet the Brigadier, did he? No. No, they've not done War Doctor and Brigadier yet. 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 <laughs> I'd, I'd say it's a fairly safe bet that we'll uh, we'll hear that one day. But again, like, the, the War Doctor meeting the Brigadier, that's like one of the situations where there might actually be a story reason for it. Like the third Doctor had this antagonism with the Brigadier because he was a bit anti-military. So what's that relationship like when you've got the War Doctor meeting that same same person? Yeah, absolutely. It's um, you know they meet as two soldiers, which mm. is a relationship they never ever had before. Um, it'd be interesting to see. It'd be very interesting to see if they did that kind of thing in War Doctor Begins. John Hurt at Big Finish. I'm just going to sort of get a very quick take from you guys on what you think his best, I mean, you choose a set or individual story was. I remember really, really liking um, the first one with Leela. I think she was in two at the very end. Um, I really loved that first one. It, it felt exactly like two old friends meeting in the middle of a war should. Um, and I'm I'm glad that Leela was there, given her connection to Gallifrey, and and whatnot. I'm I'm glad that we did get to hear what her adventures or her her involvement in the Time War sounded like. Um, and John Hurt and um Louise Jameson acting together, it, it felt exactly like it should have done. It felt like the same two characters meeting. You know, um. Uh, you you could sense, I suppose, the fourth Doctor as a character in the War Doctor in that moment. Um, from what I remember, I really that was something that really stuck out to me. Um, that they had put so much effort into making it feel real that these two old friends had met after so long, 
um, and in, in the most awful circumstances. I think overall the best set from what I remember was probably only The Monstrous. I remember enjoying it a lot. I really liked um, hearing Rejoice over the two time periods of her life that she met the Doctor when she was young and then we get to hear her older version um, have years having passed for her and the, I think it's a matter of hours for the Doctor. Um, that one I, I really enjoyed. I thought it was the most consistently solid across the three episodes. Um, so yeah, that would be my choice for John Hurt's big finish. Yeah, I think I'd have to agree with you. Actually, the um, uh, sort of when Leela appears in that fourth set in uh, the Lady of Obsidian and the Enigma Dimension, uh, sort of the last couple of stories. Um, I quite like that. It, it's you know he he finds Leela again, and it's like you say, it's so great to have those two characters. Um, meet each other as old friends and then they return to Gallifrey together and sort of have a proper Gallifrey adventure which is something we're so used to hearing Leela in now with the Gallifrey spin-off series obviously yeah. Um, yeah it was great and it kind of it does an excellent job of linking uh, the War Doctor to uh, classic Doctor Who because it's until that point it had been something very separate it wasn't quite new who it wasn't quite classic who yeah i think like even from day of the doctor i think john hurt's performance does that as well because he fits really well alongside matt smith and david tennant they all kind of feel like new series doctors but there's something even the way he's written and performed there's something very classic series about him he's almost a classic series doctor looking at these new series ones and doing some meta commentary on how much they use the sonic and uh yeah and so yeah he, he's, he's already that sort of bridging doctor i think in terms of who he is i do love that bit in day of the doctor where uh tenant says alon z and uh smith says geronimo and hurt just goes oh for god's sake <laughs> <laughs> It's genuinely one of the highlights of the episode. I just think it's played so well, and it, it, it you're right. It does sort of connect him um, a bit more to that sort of pompous classic Doctor, uh, but it also sort of um, kind of reestablishes that he is this humorless. He's the War Doctor. He's he's not got time for messing about and catchphrases that kind of thing. Mm. Um, it's brilliantly done. It's, I love that whole scene. It's just so fantastically done. I, um, might, I might be wrong about this, um, but I think I, 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 I do generally, genuinely remember thinking this at the time when I, when I heard the set. One of my favourite moments for the War Doctor as a character is when he first meets Leela. She calls him the Doctor. And I think it's the first time in the series that he doesn't complain about being called by that name. Um, and it's like he allows himself to slip back for a few moments into into his memories, and he, he doesn't he doesn't he accepts the name when he's with her. Yeah, no, it's it was it's a lovely touch that. Um, yeah, I've I've got a lot of love for that set, Casualties of War, that sort of fourth and sadly final set. Um, and we thought that after that, it was we we might not hear the War Doctor again. Maybe he was done. Um, Big Finish was sort of very quiet and I think at one point even said that doing War Doctor stuff wasn't an option uh, yeah. the BBC had asked them not to do anymore 
Um, so it was quite a surprise, really, when uh, War Doctor Begins was announced. Um, and all of a sudden we had, you know, they announced Jonathan Carley was going to be taking on the role and playing a slightly younger version. Um, and a lot of people sort of went, well, how on earth do you replace John Hurt? How How is that possible? Um, and I know that there was quite a bit of doubt about it. So before we move on, I will just drop that spoiler warning again that we are now going to be talking about The War Doctor Begins, including Battlegrounds, which has been released um, in the last week or so. So this, if you've not heard it yet, this is the point where you might want to rejoin us another time. Um, yeah, let's move on to War Doctor Begins. Jonathan Carley appeared on the scene, um, and am I right in thinking he'd done a War Doctor impression for one of the lockdown projects? Yeah, it was something they had done. I think they were reading, or they were getting different doctors and different impressions to read out the doctor's opening speech from Heaven Sent. Um, yeah. And I think John Coltrell did a couple as Tom Baker and as John Pertwee. Um, Colin Baker might have done it as well. Um, but they did. They got Jonathan Carley to do uh, The War Doctor. And I think Big Finish have said that was what got their attention. That was the one that that was almost his audition tape um, for the role. And, and immediately. One of the interesting things I think they said they were looking at a couple of big names. Um and there was one in particular who they might have said, um, or maybe it was just fan speculation, I can't remember, but it was the guy who did SSGB, I can't remember his name, Sam something, I think, um, who has a quite a, like a posh, gravelly voice, and I think they were talking maybe about having him come in to play the War Doctor at one point, but I'm really, really glad that they got Carly, I don't think they could have found anyone better. Uh, I think it's Sam Riley you're referring to. Yes, that was it. Yeah. Um, oh, I'd not heard that one before. That would have been interesting. But um, no, I think Carly's actually, Jonathan Carly is absolutely perfect for it. And I think within a couple of minutes of listening to that first episode um, in the first set, I just thought, yeah, he's got this. This is going to be good. Um so that first episode was Light the Flame uh, and it takes place immediately after Night of the Doctor I'd probably still identify that as my favourite War Doctor story at Big Finish um, because it, it's, it really does build on Night of the Doctor which I do love in particular um, and it, it's a proper regeneration story, it's a proper you know, I've just regenerated who am I, what's going on uh, in the vein of sort of robot and uh, Castrovalda and yeah, I, I quite enjoy what they did with that. Um, so favorite War Doctor begins stories. Then I'm gonna go with Mansour first. Uh, this might be recency bias because I just listened to the new set or finished listening to the new set today. But the very last story in the new set. Uh, rewind, um, which, yeah, I just I just liked it the way uh, 
it played out and the, the concept. It was so the the time war is really difficult to do well. I think um, there's yeah. a reason that Russell T Davis just alluded to it with these fantastic sort of concepts and names and didn't even show any of it. And then Moffat just showed like a tiny slice of it really in Day of the Doctor, just like the last days. Um, Because how do you do it? And I think the answer is you take that very small personal perspective and, and the different War Doctor stories have tried different approaches. Some of them have gone for the all singing, all dancing epic drawing from you know World War Two, um, and yeah, I just I feel like you're never going to quite manage to to do it if you're trying to do it at that scale. But if you do things like in Rewind and in some of the other War Doctor stories that I like, uh, actually the first episode of the latest set is a is another one that just takes like a very small small cast. When you do it that way, I think you just show the personal impact of it. And actually, this goes for Dalek stories in general. Like, I'm I'm a bit fatigued with the number of Dalek stories we get at Big Finish, if I'm honest. But some of the best ones were the Dalek Empire series um, right in the early days. Because that took a small cast of human characters... And you followed them and you saw that the impact that these big events were having on them. Um, so, yeah, so to come back to War Doctor and Time War, that that's why I like Rewind, because it's a story that shows the personal impact on like a very small uh, number of characters. Uh, and I think does it really well. I think and Louise Jameson, I listened to the extras after I uh, sort of was thinking about that and... She happened to say something very similar. I think she said that it was her favourite of the ones she's directed um, and for very similar reasons that she thinks there's more to zoning in on a few characters rather than trying to get the whole epic backdrop of something like a war. I understand exactly what you mean and it's, you know, everyone, you hear that everyone has their own personal story of what happened during a war. If it's something they've experienced, you know, they've got their own individual um you know individual things have happened to them um and i think that when the time war sets focus on that things it focuses on characters and the way they've been affected by events that are completely beyond the control and even in some cases beyond the comprehension it creates something really effective uh what about you connor sort of your favorite war doctor begins story so far um well when you were talking about that light the flame one of the things that struck me about listening to it was it's such unusual territory for big finish um because it is it's the first of a new doctor's era um and the eighth doctor's recent demise sort of looms over the story in a way that that i hadn't expected when i first listened to it 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 i i knew that it was going to be set you know on Karn straight after night of the doctor but it didn't strike me until i listened and it was actually the line, um, something about oh, the wanderer born at the stroke of midnight on his favourite world. Like the Eighth Doctor had come such a long way since the TV movie and we're now into completely new territory. That's so unusual to hear in a big Finnish story. Um, but I think if I was going to have to pick a favourite out, it would be the Shadow Squad 
from uh, it was the last episode of Volume One, um, because an awful lot of the Time War uh, stories and an awful lot of the the War Doctor stories um, take on a, a a style that sort of pays homage to old war movies and whatnot. You get a squad of Time Lord soldiers in an awful lot of them, um, and they're 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 not that much different from a human. A group of human soldiers or a unit of human soldiers um, but this one puts a bit of an interesting twist on the idea by having them raised specifically for one battle completely unconnected to anyone else in the whole universe um, and they they leave no footprint on the timelines in the run-up to this battle because the Daleks have an executioner that can read through the timelines and uh, kill anyone if it can find them um, so the Time Lords have put together this squad that has no connection. They've left no footprint anywhere in time. And they can just go in and take out this group of Daleks, um, which I really, really liked. It also completes a bit of an arc, I think, for the War Doctor in that first set. So you have Light the Flame, where he's not quite fully formed, as you said. He's working out um, how you know who he is. Uh, he's a new incarnation. He's not sure just what sort of Doctor or what sort of personality he's going to have i think the shadow squad is the first time that he really works out what it means to be the doctor of war um and there's that last scene in particular where he's fighting the dalek executioner or the dalek assassin i can't remember exactly what it's called um and it's convinced that he's the doctor it's going to let him go and he just picks up a gun and kills it that feels that that's a, putting a statement on on the war doctor in a way that nothing else quite had at that point um and it, it, it stuck out to me at the time um i also love that tamazan gets to come down and and take a bit of a front row seat for once she, there's quite an uh, quite often she sits up um as a voice on the end of a calm link or something like that i really like that she was in in the thick of things for for that episode um and adele anderson is is wonderful um i've seen her described as the best recast or the most effective recast big finish have done because she fits so seamlessly into alistra's old role um obviously because of the way the timeline works out that alistra's uh in her jacqueline pierce incarnation was with both paul mcgann and john hurt so they couldn't recast her for the early war doctor stuff but tamazan fits that bill really nicely and i i quite like the character yeah absolutely it it, it was a very very strong episode and it uh it did play with some very interesting ideas and explore what a time war is and could be and how it would be fought um and i do like it when an episode like that comes along um I'm going to give a special mention to, um, and it's already been briefly referenced by Mansoul, but I'm going to reference um, the, I'm going to mention uh, the Keeper of Light, which is the opening story of um, The War Doctor Begins Battlegrounds, the new set. Um, it's a nice, weird opening story that for a good chunk at the start, you sort of wonder what's going on. It doesn't feel like we're in the Time War. It doesn't feel like... It's almost like a normal Doctor Who story. He's got a companion. Um, and he's 
you know, just investigating strange goings on at a lighthouse. And it's only as the story develops that we move into Time War territory. But it's another sort of unique snapshot, uh, snapshot of the War Doctor. Um, kind of seeing him almost as if he was just a normal Doctor with his companion. That yeah. kind of thing. Did either of you two kind of sort of pick up on that and enjoy that? Yeah, I really like that that story. It was just in tone as well. It felt like a sort of weird experimental audio play. It's it's one of those big finishes that just feels like it has a bit more substance to it and stands out a little bit. Um, yeah, I really liked it. I think they should play around with the format and do things like that but um, that maybe there's a story that's quite experimental or self-contained and it just has that tangential connection to the time war. Although the way it wraps up, it sounds like there's elements that might come back in the future. Yeah, it certainly felt like there was more of that story to be told. Um, but I'd personally, I would rate that as my highlight from Battlegrounds, I'd say it was my favourite story from there um, you're going with Rewind aren't you Mansour? Yeah yep. so Connor, favourite story from Battlegrounds oh, oh the Keeper of Light for sure um, yep. I, as, as you said there, or as one of you said there it feels a lot more like conventional Doctor Who but there's definitely that unsettling sort of twist on it that it never feels like business as usual I loved the restraint that they employed, I think, with regard to, was it Layla? Um, because obviously she's played by Emma Campbell-Jones. She's based on Cass from Night of the Doctor. And I love that the Doctor's guilt at not being able to save her still haunts him months or maybe years now down the line. Um, but they never actually go to the extent that they call her Cass. Um, he, I don't think he ever he ever outright says, "Oh, I met you on a time on a on a on a spaceship that crashed just before I regenerated." Um, that I really appreciated that, um, and it gave Carly again, as I said about Hurt at the start, I wish he had had the chance to play a more conventional Doctor. It gives Carly that chance; he gets to go around call himself the Doctor, for once and and just have a normal adventure. I did wonder, coming towards the end, if the keeper was gonna, if that was Derek Jacobi with a voice filter, and we were gonna get a bit of a master reveal because it's something I really want the range to do is have the war doctor meet the war master, um. But sadly, it didn't happen. But we so continue on, to live in hope. Yeah, just just on the you know whether it's months or years. Just as a side note, I I find it really hard to, um, picture. Or, or just to remember that this is the young war doctor, and that's because um, Carly's performance is so spot on. It just makes me picture the way John Hurt looks in Day of the Doctor. But clearly, from the covers, he's meant to be. Well, you, you see the, the sort of reflection in Night of the Doctor um, that he's meant to look yeah. like a younger John Hurt. So, because I, I guess if he pitched his performance differently. I wonder how that would have worked. I mean, we get the sort of tiny bit of speech from John Hurt in Night of the Doctor, and obviously his voice is the and same. He sounds, so, yeah. You know, he doesn't sound <laughs> like he's 
hundreds of years younger or whatever. Uh, but I agree, it's very clear that this is a, a much, much younger version of the incarnation than we've ever encountered before. And obviously the War Doctor, we've no idea how long that regeneration lasted, but I think the implication is it's it's a long, long time. Um, and we, we are still in these begin sets, as the name implies, we are very near the start of that. Which is great, It's there's a whole era there ready to unfold in the same way as there was with McGann when we heard Storm Warning all those years ago. And I absolutely hope that that's sort of how they approach it. Yeah, the, 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 there's a lot they could do. It is it is tough though, like both with the Time War, just like how do you do it? It's a huge challenge. And also... There are, I think, these constraints with the character of the War Doctor as well, that he's meant to be have done things that are so awful that, um, you know, tenth uh, and eleventh Doctors pretty much disown him, and are not just embarrassed, but I think scared of him as well. Um, but then, can he ever go that far? Can he ever do anything? that seems really horrible to it, because it feels like in the War Doctor audios we've had so far, he seems like he's more the Doctor uh, most of the time, like he's finding ways to save people and to, um, and to, to, to generally beat the odds. There are some stories where he doesn't, and I wonder if that's maybe, maybe we need a few more of those where he loses or he makes a really hard decision. I think that maybe... Um sort of thing you know the way the uh, day of the doctor sort of concludes things with oh yes you were the doctor all along you are yeah. one of us yeah if maybe the the sort of uh, to use a famous phrase in doctor who fandom if maybe the memory cheats and the doctor <laughs> sort of considered what he did in the time war to be far worse than it actually was uh, as connor mentioned in the shadow squad he does pick up a gun and he does you know shoot a dalek and that's that's just that alone. Even though it's a Dalek, is very very undoctorish. Well, well, if you, it sort of is. It's 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 undoctorish in terms of the ideal image of the Doctor. But then, wasn't it Peter Davison who picked up a gun and pointed it at Davros? And yeah, there are other Doctors who've done, like Peter Davison, like you know, the, one of the gentler, nicer Doctors. Um. So, yeah, even that, I don't know how truly undoctored, and I don't know if I'd want him to be, but but I just feel like it's a really, it's a difficult challenge, I think, for writers to get their heads around. Like, how do you make him morally grey enough, but also not break the constraints that we have? Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, if what I said before, and that this is just the very, very start of... Mm a long era then there is time for that to develop and maybe we will see the character move more towards uh well to borrow from star wars the dark side <laughs> um we'll see um but yeah uh war doctor begins battlegrounds i thoroughly enjoyed that set i thought it was very very strong and if this is the direction that they are taking the war doctor i'm certainly very happy uh, and we'll continue to wish for more sets and obviously buy them all so we can talk about them on here. 
and, and and they work on their own. Like I'd say, if if anyone's a bit daunted by the number of War Doctor stories, I would just jump in with this latest one because I think it was a really strong one. You you don't need to know loads of stuff to understand it. Yeah, it, it's very unburdened in a yeah. way that the first set forged in fire wasn't really. Because as we've said, it's it's a regeneration story. It carries on from Night of the Doctor, and there's various other things going on in there as well. Um, yeah, this one is far more self-contained, I'd agree. Okay, well, we'll um, shift towards our next point, which is we're moving towards the end now. We're nearly done. This one's flown by. Um, I'm just going to uh, ask you both, as I do at the end of every episode, uh, to whoever else is hosting with me, um, what have you been listening to recently? What else have you been listening to recently? Because we've all listened to The War Doctor in the last week, obviously. But, um, yeah, anything else at all, Mansoor? Uh, not much else. Like I say, I was, I was squeezing in War Doctor Begins ahead of recording today. I'm still listening to Redacted. Um, episode 4, I was... It was all right, but it didn't leave a huge impression on me after like a really good, strong start. But I've heard really good things about episode five. Are we up to five? Five today? Yes. Um, I've heard really good things about that, so I'm going to listen to that after we finish recording today. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm uh, I'm in exactly the same boat as you. I've uh, heard four episodes of Redacted and I've not quite made it to the fifth yet. But uh, that's, hopefully, I will have heard it by the time this podcast goes out. And uh, we keep talking about Redacted in this section, and we are all loving it. We will have a sort of definitive Redacted discussion once the series has ended. Um, It's nice to have a weekly Doctor Who series put out by the BBC in an era when we've got, like, so many gaps and occasional specials just to have something to come back to week to week. Yeah, it's it's always nice to have weekly Doctor Who, and it's you know big finish by the nature it's released. It's you know a box set of three yeah. or four stories. I I can't help myself. I jump straight in. I listen to the lot. Um, usually within the space of a day or two. Uh, what about you, Connor? What else have you been listening to? Um, well, I've recently just started a a, a short uh, run through some of the lost stories. Um, so I finished just today Paradise Five, which is, it's not there's it's it's not that standout. It's not it's not, um, there's nothing all that unconventional in it. It's quite it's quite run of the mill, but it's really well put together. And uh, Alex McQueen, I think, in his first big finish appearance, is 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 wonderful. Uh, uh, as as uh, as as Gabriel, that's his name, uh, in that one. Um, I've also been listening to uh, a two-part uh, drama on BBC Sounds called Belgrano, which is a sort of dramatisation of of um, the civil servant Clive Ponting uh, about the time in his life when he leaked uh, documents about the sinking of the General Belgrano during the Falklands War, um, and then the court case, uh, the prosecution of him, which he, he was actually acquitted then of the charges, Led against him, um. So that has uh, John Heffernan plays Clive Ponting in that, uh. So the, a bit of a big finish connection there. He plays the nine, 
Um, so yeah, it was nice to hear him in something else and it was nice to listen to something that wasn't uh, completely Doctor Who related. <laughs> it, it does, uh, with there being so much big finish and with me trying to stay on top of it, it does always feel like a bit of a novelty when I get to sort of venture away and explore BBC sounds or something else. Um, I know exactly what you mean. I've been plodding on with my Jogo and Lightfoot marathon, uh, which I've really been enjoying. Um, I've also listened to uh, one of the Big Finish classics, The Shape of Things to Come, which we'll be talking about next week uh, in our Not Who episode. Uh, I've also listened to uh, Big Finish's other release from the previous week, which was Blake Seven, or Worlds of Blake Seven, Heroes and Villains, um, which I did quite enjoy. It sort of revisited some characters from the series. Um, kind of gave them other adventures with members of the Liberator crew that they never met on screen. So yeah, that was uh, very enjoyable. But again, I'll I'll save the full conversation about that for when we do a big Blake 7 episode in the future, which I really hope we do soon, because I love Blake 7. Okay, we'll leave it there then. Uh, but it's been a great episode. It's been good to talk about the War Doctor, and I think we can all agree that it's in particularly safe hands with Jonathan Carley and I am enjoying very much enjoying these War Doctor Begins sets like I say we've got a not Doctor Who episode coming up in the near future and I'm sure we'll end up talking a little bit more about uh, David Tennant and Catherine Tate's impending return say impending it's still over a year off but it'll be great when it happens Um, so yep thanks very much Mansoor thank you and thank you Connor thank you very much Um, and uh, until next time goodbye